Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. Hey, I'm Joel along with Mike, Growing in Grace, the name of the program, uh, talking about the grace, uh, growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mike uh, <laughs> pleasure to have you with me. Hope things are going good with you this time around. Things are going pretty good, Joel. Uh, like I've said before, it seems like life goes by really quickly, and you try to make the most of it and, and enjoy it. I mean, it's easier to do when you know where you stand with God, and, and hopefully some of what we share during these programs here during uh, Growing in Grace will will help you feel more comfortable and, and more, uh, more assurance, um, more confident about uh, where you stand with God, because he has placed us in Christ. He has declared us to be righteous. A question that everybody always seems to want to know, Joel, Christians or even uh, people who don't claim to be believers, they they really deep down want to know where they stand with God. And uh, there's a lot of people out there who uh, have a hard time coming up with the answer to that, and and it it, uh, brings bondage into their lives. It really does. It brings a lot of bondage to not know who you are because Paul said that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And if you don't understand, you know that you're that you are really free. That Jesus has really set us free from from the bondage of the law, from the bondage of sin, uh, from the bondage of guilt and condemnation. If you don't understand that, it, it is. It does make life really hard, and you can live your life either moment by moment or day by day feeling this this guilt and, and kind of being, uh, I guess, conscience, so conscious of your sins that you miss out on the righteousness that God's given you as a gift. Well, Joel, we were talking um, about uh, sometimes in, in our Christian church circles, uh, or and even during our, our church services where the where the scripture is taught, uh, oftentimes, at least over the years, traditionally we have focused more on sin instead of uh, life. I watched Andy Griffith the other day. For those of you who are old enough to know, the Andy Griffith show, and Andy and Barney came walking out of church because uh, they had a special guest speaker. That, that week, and as they were coming out to shake the preacher's hand, uh, Andy said, that was a great sermon, and Barney says, yeah, that's just something you can't get enough of, sin. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even think that's what his sermon was, you know, I think Barney was trying to fight from nodding off, but that's uh, <laughs> often what a lot of people think of when they think of going to hear somebody preach at church, is they're, they're going to be scolded or they're going to be, you know, uh, reprimanded in some way, shape, or form on how bad they're doing and how they need to do better. And that's why probably a lot of people sit at home on Sundays. Yeah, and even if it's, sometimes it's even it's even more subtle, because, I mean, there, there definitely are those uh, fire and brimstone type of churches and type of preachers. And then uh, in, in a more subtle sense, uh, in a lot of churches, it's it's just, it's a focus on, okay, we need to change from doing this, and we need to start doing this. We need to stop doing this, and we need to start doing something else. And, it, and the whole focus is on change. The whole focus is on stopping your sin and starting living right. And, and sometimes in that, the whole gospel can get missed. Jesus Christ can get missed out of the whole equation when the focus is on what I can do to change myself. 
Yeah, because you could have went to the first church of Moses and <laughs> got that message <laughs> centuries ago. <laughs> that's right. Without, you know, I mean, and that's what we have. Uh, that's one of the problems that we have and, and have had really uh, probably since the beginning of time, but even since the beginning of the church, uh, the, the focus on change instead of the exchanged life that we have in Christ. Yeah, I like what you were saying about the, the church of Moses in that what, the, what, the, what we find out in the New Covenant and what people should have seen all along is that that didn't work. You know, all these trying to live by the law for all of those years, it never worked. And we find out that uh, the Jews, who they were trying to justify themselves by the works of the law. They missed the righteousness of God. That's and, and we find out, as we've talked about before in Romans 1, 16 and 17, we often miss verse 17 where it says, In the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. And, and it's a difference between our righteousness, us trying to live by the law and perfect ourselves by the things that we do, and God's righteousness, which is given to us freely as a gift. And, and when we're trying to live the old way, by, by trying to live uprightly by ourselves, we do have this constant reminder of how sinful we are. And what God has made us as a new creation is he has done away with sin and, and he has made us righteous. It doesn't mean we never sin. It doesn't mean there's never sin in our lives. It's just that what, ha- what Paul says in Romans is that it's no, longer, it's no longer me. It's no longer I, but it's sin that dwells in me. So this sin does remain in me while I'm in this earth suit, while I'm in this body. But the consciousness that I need to have is one of, of righteousness, his righteousness, not my own. And that will help me, that will help us to overcome the sin that's in our lives. A mm. couple of things, Joel. First of all, for those who maybe haven't heard us talk about it before, and we will talk about it again, is what you just mentioned, Romans one seventeen. Mark that verse down. If you're not familiar with that, it's a cornerstone verse of the gospel. Um, that uh, The gospel basically is a revelation, a revealing of righteousness, God's righteousness in us. You have been declared righteous through Jesus Christ when you've come to faith in him. So mark that down for sure. Uh, the other thing that uh, connects with all of this, Joel, is uh, I think it's in Romans 10 where um, the Jews, the Bible says, the Jews went about trying to establish their own righteousness. That's what they did all of their lives, trying to establish their own righteousness. What the gospel has done, of course, is that Jesus Christ, the righteous, um, has uh, has brought that righteousness, his righteousness, to us. Because we did die, and we have been given new life, and have been declared righteous and holy and acceptable, um, blameless, and there's a, just a, a whole list of, of descriptions that identify you now as a believer in Christ. So, But there are a lot of people today who are doing the same thing that the people in the first church of Moses were doing, trying to establish their own righteousness. And you were talking about sin consciousness, Joel, versus, versus a righteousness conscious, uh, consciousness. Um, there, there's, what you said in the beginning of the show is right. There are subtle ways that sort of infiltrate our minds. For example, uh, throughout uh, many years in the church, there's a phrase that we've been told, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. That really is not a true statement under the New Covenant for believers. You're no longer described as a sinner. That's not your identity anymore. Uh, what Joel said was right about sin. 
that that is still something that we have issue with here in this fallen world. But uh, you are now declared a saint, uh, a righteous saint. Uh, you were uh, born as a sinner under Adam, but under Christ and the new birth, you're, you're no longer called that. But these little subtle things sometimes, uh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, that does not bring you a, a righteousness consciousness. No, it doesn't. It, it, it keeps on with that consciousness of sin. And, and I, we've talked about um, Hebrews a lot in the past. And, and just real quickly to talk about you know, Hebrews uh, Hebrews chapter 10 and, and, and the, the, uh, the offering of sacrifices every year. Really what it says in Hebrews 10 around uh, two or three, verse 2 or 3 is that if these sacrifices would have worked, <laughs> then there would have been no more consciousness of sins. But, it says, in those sacrifices there is a reminder of sins every year. And really to equate that to today, if, if we're really trying to live by our own sacrificial living, our own trying to keep the law, what it really does in the long run is it is it keeps us focused on on like you say that it makes us think that we're sinners it makes us it reminds us it makes us conscious of sin rather than what Jesus Christ did the ultimate sacrifice the perfect sacrifice he became an offering for sin once and for all he took away that uh, he took away the 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 condemnation the guilt of sin and made us a new creation like you say he gave us a new identity so that we can be focused on what Romans 1:17 says God's righteousness not our own righteousness well that's good stuff and uh, you know Joel there's something else that a major doctrine that was in my life as a young Christian Joel was uh, the doctrine of confession when somebody led me to Christ one of the first things they told me was that if I made a mistake if I sinned if I blew it uh, just ask God to forgive me, and he would forgive me. And so I started under that, and I know I'm not the only one. I'll bet there are other people out there listening right now who have gone through this for years. What I what I would do was try to confess all my sins to God. Uh, I was a born-again Christian, and, of course, we can't confess them all <laughs> because everybody has even a, a different idea of what sin is. Everybody has a different scale uh, of what's sin and what isn't, and, and those that I was aware of, I would ask God to forgive me for, but generally what would happen is I would I would do the blanket prayer, the, the general blanket confession, where God, you know, just forgive me for everything I've done wrong, and sometimes maybe it was something bad, Joel, but there were other times where it was just something simple, like I wasn't reading my Bible enough, and I started feeling guilty about that, or some other spiritual uh, thing that I wasn't keeping up with, at least by my own standards or somebody else's. And so I had this consciousness of sin all the time because I, I kept thinking I had to confess to be forgiven. And that's an erroneous doctrine, and maybe that's something we can pick up on the next time because we're probably going to run out of time for this show. Yeah, and uh, we got a little bit of time left. And just to kind of go along with what you're saying is that the uh, there's only one confession that is needed, and that's the confession of Christ. To confess as a, as a non-believer, as a non-believer, you need to confess your sin, understand that you're a sinner, a non-believer, confess Jesus as Lord, and then what happens is Colossians 2, uh, 12 and 13 says, you become raised with him through, the, through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your, of your flesh, 
He has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Once you make that one confession of Jesus Christ as Lord, acknowledging that you were a sinner in need of forgiveness, he made you alive together with Christ and has forgiven you all trespasses. That's past, present, and future. No more. There's no more confession because you've made the, con- the confession that's needed, the confession of Christ. And somebody might say, well, what about 1 John 1, 9? Believe me, that was my, that was my life verse for many years, <laughs> in a bondage sort of way. Um, I heard one preacher teach Joel that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, that that word sin in, in the original language was, was not a verb but a noun, uh, a sin condition, so to speak which agrees with what you were just saying, where we go back to Romans chapter 10, confessing Christ. That's the confession we need, confessing him, believing on him, and, and you'll be forgiven for, for um, everything, past, present, and future. That, that's, a, that's something that brings freedom and peace into your life. Yeah, Christ, really, he sealed the deal. He, he, he did everything that we need uh, for righteousness, for justification, for salvation, that's that's all that we need is just to understand that that God has already done all the work that's necessary for us to be in good standing with him there's there's no other confession that we can make except to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord I'm Joel and uh, Mike is with me if you want to get a hold of us you can log on to graceroots.org get a hold of us through that and we'll be back again with you next time for more talk about growing in grace You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.